I've got a couple of questions about uh, projections and datums and uh, site calibrations and all of these things. So Trimble Site Vision has has all kinds of tools built into it, and, and many that I didn't was weren't able to cover uh, today. Um, yes, you can manually calibrate GIS data. Um, you can use a site calibration. You can drape 2D data. So you, your data doesn't necessarily have to be uh, 3D. Uh, so if, you're, if your feature classes are not three-dimensional, uh, you can still use them in Site Vision. Uh, the default for Site Vision is to, uh, is to just drape 2D data right on the ground. Um, and then if you want to get really fancy, we can take a, a Trimble Terrain model, a TTM, uh, and you can drape 2D data over the top of a TTM. Um, which is uh, typically kind of a, uh, like a, for a, the site, the size of a site um, for, uh, for high accuracy elevations. So yes, you can absolutely use, uh, continue to use 2D data uh, in, a, uh, in, in augmented reality um, and in site vision. Uh, one thing that we are working on, and there's a there's a smattering of questions about this, and if I don't get to your specific questions, I apologize now, but I, I will do my best to uh, to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. But uh, the uh, uh, the questions are how does the, how does this work? How does the data flow from uh, back from the field to the office? And the, the the answer to that is that we are we're able to capture uh, Insight Vision today what we call a a to do. And it's a uh, it's a Trimble Connect um, a Trimble Connect thing that allows you to uh, annotate what's happened in the field and send it back into the office. What we can't do just yet is capture new data or move data um, with the hopes of of uh, eventually updating it into the GIS. So today we're focused on taking the GIS data out into the field, and tomorrow we'll be focused on. Uh, uh, on, on, on kind of that round trip of bringing data from the field back into the office um, and, and through a QA process for, um, uh, for that, that 2D round trip or that, uh, that full round trip. There are absolutely a bunch of tools. There's a bunch of questions about the, um, a bunch of questions about the, uh, the visualization manager and how, to, how the rules work and all that stuff. If you go to sitevision.trimble.com, there is uh, some fantastic documentation cap, uh, created by my colleagues that uh, that walk you through um, every step of that per, of that process. So uh, it's a it's an excellent excellent uh, source of uh, of documentation and and, and QA um, for the uh, uh, for that visualization manager. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a great great set of data. Um, a couple of other questions here related to uh, enterprise uh, enterprise services and uh, the next generation for ArcGIS Pro. Um, the, the the answers for those are um, we are we do not yet support feature services or enterprise um, uh, ArcGIS server, ArcGIS portal, or ArcGIS online uh, connections um, for service of data. Uh, that is something that we are working on. It is absolutely imperative that we uh, that we. Uh, that we do that, and we're we're working on those um, on those connections now. Um, the ArcGIS ArcMap add-in that I showed you is uh, works for ArcGIS Desktop today, um, and we are moving it to ArcGIS Pro. Uh, however, that's not yet available. So, um, absolutely, all of these things are on our roadmap. 
and uh, and can be used um, uh, and, and will be able to be used in uh, in the augmented reality um, uh, workflow uh, in the near future. Uh, another question that's come up uh, two or three times here is, uh, do I have to be online to use this? Uh, and the answer is is no. Uh, you can download those your your model uh, in a when you when you are online and take it to a to a place where you're completely offline. Of course, your your access to high accuracy GNSS corrections is then limited. Um, in most cases, we'd prefer, uh, and the system works best. Uh, when used with a, an RTK source like a VRS network or a single base uh, where you can get the highest quality uh, GNSS position possible. If that's not possible, uh, the next best thing is to use uh, the Trimble RTX service, which is bundled with your SiteVision uh, subscription. Uh, and it is a satellite delivered service, which, uh, which will give you uh, accuracy on the order of uh, of four to five centimeters after uh, uh, after a, a period of convergence, uh, so you won't get the best um, the best possible performance using uh, using RTX, but you'll certainly get a uh, an acceptable performance. Uh, but again, RTK sources are are certainly the uh, are certainly the best. Um, there's a couple of other kind of outstanding uh, questions, kind of one-off stuff that I'll do my best, like I said, to um, uh, to uh, to answer as I can af right after the uh, the presentation. So with that, I would like to thank you all for your time, uh, your attention, and uh, your interest in uh, in Trimble Site Vision. And as GIS professionals, we have a uh, uh, we have a, a massive opportunity in front of us. Uh, and augmented reality is is in many cases the uh, the gateway to our investment in in better field practices, better data capture practices, um, so that we can get more out of our data uh, when we go uh, when we go into the field and uh, and make decisions. So thank you again for your uh, for your time and attention, and uh, stay healthy. And uh, we'll see you all very soon. Uh, without further ado, we'll kick it off. Uh, what I'd like to talk to you about today, kind of in a, in order of operations, is just give you an idea. Um, of uh, um, the, the the mixed reality, uh, what the mixed reality spectrum is, um, uh, some ideas of the performance and the, and the system hardware, uh, but then we'll dive into uh, the user experiences, use cases, um, how we actually accomplish uh, getting data from your Esri GIS uh, out into the field for use with Site Vision, um, and then talk a little bit about what the, what we're looking for in terms of data. Uh, and, and what your data needs to uh, needs to be in order to, to reflect a good augmented reality experience. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, we'll get through uh, the the, uh, the Q&A. Um, the, sorry, I was just going through making sure we have some technical stuff. It looks like all is, all is well. Um, so we'll just jump into it real quickly. So uh, the, the mixed reality spectrum uh, from from the from the left side there, uh, where you're starting with just plain reality, nothing nothing. Uh, this is your everyday world, and all the way on the far right side is virtual reality, where we're we're replacing the, the your your physical world with uh, with digital content, completely taking over your experience. And in the middle there, uh, especially off to the left side, where where I say. Uh, where, where it shows augmented reality, where we're, what we're really talking about is enhancing that natural environment with with digital content. 
And that's where Trimble Sight Vision uh, fits in. We start moving further along to the right side of the uh, of the spectrum there, and um, and we start merging digital and physical environments with uh, what what we call augmented virtual virtuality, which is your ability to uh, to interact with with both physical and digital worlds at the same time. But augmented reality is more about overlaying uh, your your physical environment with uh, with digital content, and that's what we're focused on today. And that's where Trimble Sight Vision really comes in. Uh, and the, the purpose of Trimble Sight Vision is as a high accuracy outdoor visualization tool, uh, which integrates high accuracy GNSS along with the, uh, with the components of augmented reality to deliver uh, complex information in accurate, uh, easy to understand, easy to consume sort of way. It also allows us to take uh, not just the visual uh, aspects of, of augmented reality out into the field with us, but also rich data attribution. And that's important for us as GIS professionals, uh, be able to understand exactly, uh, not just where it is or what it is, but, uh, but all of the information about it that helps us with our decision-making in the field. Um, and then uh, almost, almost uh, um, most importantly uh, with Trimble Sight Vision, it allows you to view this data from any perspective. So as you're walking around in the physical environment, your digital data is reflected from whatever, whatever uh, viewpoint or vantage point of that data that you, that you, possibly, uh, that you can possibly achieve. So it's a, it's a great way to visualize your data um, exactly where your data is. Um, and, and again, I don't want to get too too deep into it, but I want to set a level playing field here. So I wanted to talk about kind of how how augmented reality works and some of the limitations of the augmented reality technology, so that when we're talking uh, more more directly about data, uh, it, it it starts to fit into uh, to why we're making some of the decisions that we are. AR technology is based on uh, the idea of motion tracking. So on startup, the phone establishes a a local coordinate system and then detects, uh, and this is important, visually distinct features in the, in the captured camera images. And then as you move, it uses those features and those changes in features uh, to compute its, its change in location. Visual, both visual and then combined with sensor information uh, from the camera, when those two things are combined, uh, they estimate the position and, uh, and the orientation, and that's, that results in what's called a pose. Uh, and that's, uh, and that poses relative to uh, to the location of the camera, and then sight vision adds on to that and takes high accuracy GNSS to tie the camera's pose into the real world pose pose, so that not only not only are you able to uh, to to um, to track motion relative to the to the device, but you're also able to track motion relative to your absolute position uh, in physical in the physical space. So again, very important is that uh, for reliable operation, there has to be visually distinct features in the, cam in the, in the field of view of the camera. Which brings us to kind of the limitations of, of augmented reality. Um, if there are um, a, a lack of identifiable objects in the view, things like looking up at the blue sky or a, or a long white wall, um, it's, uh, it's gonna be difficult to track visually distinct features uh, and your augmented reality experience will be uh, won't be as uh, as good. Uh, low light or nighttime operations are are challenging as well. Uh, although the performance in those cases varies um, fairly distinctly with um, with the capabilities of the camera on the phone. Um, all of these limitations can cause uh, can cause jumping or 
uh, or, or a choppy view or the data or the data to to appear to to skip from one one location to another um, while it's continuously re, uh, recalibrated or re-corrected re, uh, by the GNSS position. Other things that affect um, affect the, the the performance of AR are things like the uh, the camera quality itself or the calibration of that uh, that particular camera. So uh, that's that's most often uh, visualized by uh, by viewing data at a distance. Up close, pretty much all cameras operate uh, operate pretty pretty well the same. But as you move further and further from the uh, uh, or as the data is drawn further from the camera, uh, depending on the camera, you'll start to see um, differences or, or um, uh, deviations from uh, from reality. Specifically, the system components of, of Trimble Sight Vision, it's a, it's a combination of, uh, of both hardware and software. Uh, of course, the hardware is, uh, is focused on the GNSS antenna, uh, the phone, and then a bracket to mount it all onto. I've got, uh, I've got a Trimble Sight Vision uh, set up here so you can get an idea of just, just how big it is, or, or rather small it is, uh, it's actually pretty easy to carry around with you in the uh, in the field. Um, it's it's comfortable and the uh, it's comfortable enough to to hold on to uh, for for an extended period of time. And there's um, a couple of different mounting options that we've got as well. You can mount the entire thing on a monopole so that you don't have to hold it. You can rest it on the ground, those sorts of things. But uh, uh, overall, the hardware is uh, is is highly portable and it's and it's uh, pretty dang rugged as well. But you've got to combine that uh, that hardware with uh, with software and services, things like the AR core technology, which is a, a core component of uh, the Android operating systems, and is supported by the latest uh, the latest versions of um, uh, of Android phones. We also require uh, the Trimble Connect Cloud, which is uh, the, the the method of transmission from uh, from office to field uh, for Sight Vision. And then, of course, on the device itself is the Sight Vision application uh, that guides you uh, guides you through and actually performs the augmented reality um, operations. Uh, and then, uh, GNSS correction services are required to get as uh, as good an accuracy as you possibly can uh, for that um, uh, for that GNSS um, calibration of the uh, the augmented reality session. So. Um, those are the those are the core components of uh, of Trimble Sight Vision. So now that we kind of understand a little bit about that stuff, now we can start diving into um, into into some of the what I think are are great ways to explain uh, how augmented reality can can really uh, work for you, especially in the GIS world. So we'll go through some user experiences, and I think I I, I think I've highlighted three three of the main ones that. Uh, um, that of all the users and customers and opportunities that I've um, that I've spoken with uh, with folks about, the three that stand out are uh, the ability to validate your GIS data set, um, to be able to uh, to visualize plans or pre-construction, uh, pre-project uh, data before anything is done whatsoever. And then I think one of the most exciting uh, applications for GIS data with augmented reality is. Uh, visualizing buried utilities or utility location, uh, performing utility locates. So, and again, uh, bear with me here. We, we've got a lot to a lot to talk about, and and um, and I and I hope I'm able to point you in the in the right direction so that uh, uh, so that augmented reality and GIS is works for you. So the first one is uh, kind of the GIS data set validation. Now, all of us have uh, have experienced. Uh, 
GIS data that is either of uh, low quality, sub subpar quality, or we're not sure what quality is at all. But to be able to take that data out into the field in a uh, in a 2D map, whether it's on a piece of paper or on a smartphone using uh, some mobile GIS technology, um, all of those things are are perfectly valid ways of of assessing the, the the potential quality of your GIS data. But nothing compares to visualizing a data set and then being able to compare it to what you're actually seeing. So overlaying a, a GIS data set into the real world and saying that pipe is on the is not in the right place. That manhole is not located where it actually is physically on the on the ground. And I can see that plainly um, with my own two eyes here. And here's another example of um, I don't see a point which represents this uh, this water valve uh, in the in the field. I want to and I want to be able to annotate that and uh, and send that back so that uh, so that somebody can address that later on in the uh, in the office. So being able to overlay GIS data in the field and visually see that it doesn't match up with the real world is a very very powerful tool. And unless you ex actually experience it, uh, it's a uh, it's something that's uh, that it, it's it's almost visceral. <laughs> like you can feel it um, rather than just have to imagine it having looked at. A, a, a 2D map on your on your phone or or a piece of paper. It really is a, an immersive way to uh, um, to to visualize the quality or the content of your of your GIS data. A next uh, a next application for uh, for augmented reality for GIS is in that pre-construction visualization. Being able to visualize um, right-of-ways, easements, site boundaries, and any potential hazards. Is is something that um, uh, something that's pretty powerful as well. So things like um, maybe this is a, a, a construction where we're we're going to the, the proposal is to put in um, new uh, new street lights or new street furniture or new signs. Any of those things can be visualized in uh, in something like uh, in something like Trimble Sight Vision uh, to give uh, to give a new a, a new context to uh, to the proposal uh, something that you wouldn't be able to uh, to do before maybe even visualize uh, large features uh, to to uh, engage in the, the public in their feedback uh, it's much easier to communicate what the what the uh, the overall goal of the project is if they can see it in the in a true context so being able to bring them out into the field and visualize high tension power lines is uh, is a much more effective way to do that than uh, than potentially um, bring just bringing out a 2D uh, a 2D uh, map. Visualizing site boundaries or or uh, property boundaries is another uh, really uh, interesting way to uh, to take your GIS data and bring it to life um, out into the field. Maybe you've got a dispute with your neighbor about uh, you know who's mowing the lawn on what side of the of the the electrical box, but this is a, an example right outside in my front yard here, where uh, the uh, the property boundary runs right down the middle of a an electrical box. Um, but all of those things are are ways for you to uh, to engage your your physical environment with the uh, with the proposed project and understand what's where, uh, what limitations there are, and potentially what uh, what safety hazards or or just project challenges there might just there might be. It's a great, great way to uh, 
to really uh, immerse yourself and engage the um, uh, engage yourself in your GIS data. And again, I think the final the final one here is the is is the most exciting for me. Um, and that's the idea of visualizing things that you just simply can't see. They're covered, they're obstructed, uh, they're buried. Um, and and to to be able to to communicate these these things clearly, effectively, and efficiently is is a is a major challenge. Visualizing hidden infrastructure gives uh, a new a new level of understanding to uh, to the to to a site something like this, which is massively complex. There's machinery everywhere. Uh, it may be obstructing uh, paint marks that were put on the uh, on the on the ground. Maybe those paint marks have been obscured by uh, by some other means, but uh, the data will always be there. Uh, so to be able to to pull that out, visually overlay uh, that data, regardless of the environment, uh, what's going on in the physical environment, that data will always be visible uh, through through something like augmented reality. In addition, you have all the uh, all the stuff that uh, that your GIS um, investment has gone uh, has 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 gone into for for so many years that's and that's uh in many cases all the attribution all of the hard work that uh, uh that the field crews have put in in capturing that information for you um is now available in the in the real world as well so beyond just the visualization of the utility itself it's all of the information about the utility what's going on in the utility um you know where it where it comes from um Pipe diameters and pressures and all and materials and all of those things are also available. So without digging a hole in the ground, you're able to visually see uh, see what's there. Just another uh, another uh, view here about um, visualizing some of the hidden infrastructure. Now, one story that uh, that just happened to pop up as I was creating the uh, uh, the content for this presentation was. I, I've got all of the utilities mapped in my neighborhood and have for for a while and I've I've used those these data sets for for just about everything. And just the other day I was I was driving uh driving to lunch and they were digging a hole outside uh in the street to uh to put in a new uh new water service. And I stopped over to the guys and I, w I started showing them um what I uh what I had and Sure enough, you can you can see there that uh, that all of the utility data that uh, that I captured matches what they're seeing, he, and uh, uh, and it was it was really exciting for for both for me and also for uh, for the guy running the crew to see this stuff. And his next question and his next comment was one that floored me, and it and it I think it it uh, it's it's very appropriate for for us as GIS professionals uh, to understand not just the limitations of augmented reality and the data sets and the data itself but his first question to me was i wish you could have told me that there was a three inch uh irrigation service line uh that ran right over here <laughs> and, and you can see that uh what they did one of the first bucket scoops that they pulled out cut right through the three inch uh irrigation service line to uh to our complex and uh and the water uh filled the uh filled the hole promptly uh, and unfortunately, while I had all of the utility data, the public utility data, the water, white wastewater, uh, sanitary sewer, I did not have the irrigation system, um, and uh, uh, and it and it made me uh, it made me appreciate the uh, the, the need for uh, for an, a, a truly extensive GIS data set in order to make uh, good quality decisions. But 
Uh, he was impressed with the technology nonetheless. He saw all kinds of applications for it, especially in this utility locating uh, business. Um, but it highlighted the, the need for for a, a comprehensive data set in the field in order to make good quality decisions. So uh, kind of a really cool way to, um, uh, to to bring that full circle to me where I was excited about it, but then I, I realized that we were missing something. Um, but, uh, but, but very, very cool to see, uh, this, to see my mapping line up uh, directly with, uh, with what was actually in the ground. So now we've seen kind of how that, how that GIS data manifests itself in augmented reality, um, but how do we actually get there uh, from, from GIS to, uh, to the field? And there's really two pathways. Trimble Connect is the back end to all of this stuff. It's the it's the uh, the web hub of Trimble Site Vision, um, and we can manually get data from uh, from our GIS to Trimble Connect through a, just a basic import functionality, and we support shape files and file geodatabases today. The better way, and the more efficient way, and the more connected way is through a, a tool that we call uh, Trimble Positions, and we have a a desktop add-in. It's freely available. That is, uh, it's disguised as a um, as a desktop add-in for our TerraFlex product, which is a data collection product. But it serves uh, the exact same purpose as to um, as to get data from an Esri GIS to Trimble Connect, and allows you to push data directly from Esri G data sources to Trimble Connect. And we support data sources in that regard exactly the same way: shape files, file geodatabases enterprise geodatabases, and we're also working uh, today to support feature services as well. So while those aren't available yet today, those are uh, on, the, uh, on the roadmap to come. So all Esri Geo data, uh, data sources are, are supported apart from those feature services today uh, through that Trimble Positions uh, desktop add-in. And really all Trimble Positions is, is a, an add-in to the ArcGIS or ArcMap uh, environment. So just like you normally normally have already is uh, an authored MXD uh, and, a, and and your data set. In this case, I've got uh, just a, 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 a small snapshot of, uh, of my GIS data in ArcMap. And then using Trimble Positions, I can author uh, a, a, a that project, that data into Trimble Connect and select which layers I wanna push up there uh, with, a, with a couple of wizard driven steps and eventually end up in Trimble Connect, visualizing all of that data on the map. Now, as my data set changes in the office, in the geodatabase, I can refresh that data up into Trimble Connect uh, as necessary. So uh, there's no need to, um, to create new projects all the time. You can just re-push data right back up to, uh, to Trimble Connect, um, and that, that data will then be, uh, be visible to, um, to, to uh, things like site vision. The, uh, the next kind of step here is, well, that's great. We've got our, our vector data into, into Trimble Connect, right? But how does that really translate into what we actually see in terms of, uh, the, of augmented reality? And what we've been doing is developing methods for, for converting that, that 2D or vector data into 3D models, uh, the pipe that you see rather than a, than a flat line. And the way we've done that is we've taken kind of a um, what we'll call a rules-based approach, um, which uses the attributes 
of the feature classes that you have and translates in them into models. So things like a pipe uh, can be used to draw a circular pipe as opposed to a square pipe. The diameter can be used to scale the size of the pipe. The depth can be used to, uh, to draw the pipe below the surface. And the entity type is another way to, uh, um, to, to visually distinguish a water pipe from a sewer pipe um, in, uh, in, in just a quick way to, to visualize. So what I'd like to say, what I'd like to show you now is what I think is one of the most powerful tools of the whole entire Site Vision uh, product line, apart from the actual field visualization uh, of the augmented reality data. And that is, uh, what we're what we've got is the uh, the visualization manager and it's your gateway to creating the visualization rules in this case you can set rules for, by feature class so if you want hydrants to show up as hydrants you can do that um, irrigation uh, boxes show up as a, as a small lime square water meters show up as a as a water meter object if you want you can symbolize or visualize by attributes so in this case, I've taken the depth and the diameter values of the pipes and used it to offset the pipe below the ground at a particular diameter. Discrete rules, things like um, subtypes in, uh, in, in, a G in the GIS world where I've, I've got uh, manholes, but some of those manholes have a storm sewer subtype and the others have a sanitary sewer manhole subtype. And I can uh, further classify the um, the display of those uh, manholes by their subtype. And we can also create point styles and line styles um, so that uh, sanitary manholes show up as, um, as uh, gray and storm manholes show up as blue. And line styles show up as pipes with with a specific color depending on their type of uh, on the type of utility that they're carried. And you can you can uh, classify these any way that you like. So kind of the uh, the sky's the limit on this. But really what that translates into is that here's just a basic view. This is off the shelf, just right out of the box. I've imported the data into 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 Trimble Connect, and this is what it what it what it visualizes as um, Insight Vision uh, directly. So without Visualization Manager, you start with this. So you go from this, and then after Visualization Manager you can uh, take that same data and just change how it's visualized in the field. So the pipes are offset, the manholes look like manholes, the water, the water valves look like water valves, the meters look like meters, um, and, uh, and, and really the, the, the sky's the limit uh, on this one. We've also, uh, one of, and again, another one of the most powerful tools of, uh, of Site Vision is the integration with, um, with SketchUp and the use of SketchUp models from the 3D warehouse to create point styles that are already modeled in 3D. So our GIS certainly doesn't reflect the 3D visualization of a power pole. We represent it in GIS with a, with a 2D symbol, potentially. Site Vision gives you the ability to take a, a model that you got you could download from the 3d warehouse in in uh, sketchup today for nothing and visualize every single point that you have that represents a power pole with us with a symbol that looks like a power pole so with almost no work you can you can transform what your gis data looks like to you on a 2d map to uh to what is actually represented in the real world so 
uh, high tension power lines can be that are represented as a point in your in your GIS look like high tension power lines when you bring them out into the field with uh, with augmented reality. And really, what that really means is that the the possibilities are endless. So I downloaded a little uh, 3D model of a uh, of an alien and used him to uh, uh, to represent the location of irrigation control boxes in my neighborhood. Um, so not that you would want to do that, but but certainly that gives you the idea of of just how flexible the the visualization rules and what that really translates into um, for your augmented reality experience. The final thing uh, that I'd like to talk about is kind of the, the data considerations, the actual the actual things that are that are driving all of the all of the um, of what you're seeing in augmented reality. And we all know that that existing GIS data is of varying quality because it came from a very a various various sources. It uh, it's all based on how it was captured, um, and specifically for underground services. Um, the, the the collection or capture method affects reliability and accuracy. Obviously, the most the the the, the most effective uh, and most reliable are those direct measurement operations uh, with high accuracy as built surveys that have been uh, that are uh, available in your GIS. Um, positive identification of the underground utilities through potholing um, and direct measurement of invert uh, elevations uh, in uh, in buried pipe. Um, and then, of course, you, there's all sorts of different um, indirect measurement or, or sourcing of GIS data, things like um, radio detection or ground penetrating radar, or many of us are, are, are very, very familiar with, uh, with GIS data that has been captured from uh, or digitized from old paper plat maps or plans. Um, so, again, the application of your GIS data in augmented reality may vary depending on uh, the, the quality or the type of, of data that was captured. So uh, if you're looking for uh, validation, then, uh, then having data from that indirect measurement might be a way for you to, to visualize what's actually going on in the, uh, in the field compared to what's in your GIS, where direct measurement, those direct measurement examples uh, may, may very quickly translate into your ability to do uh, utility locates with your GIS data rather quickly. The final point on this page is the one that I'm most concerned with here is that uh, as, as GIS professionals, um, and especially working with high accuracy GNSS, the consistent use of datums and coordinate systems between uh, the time the data was captured and the time the data was used is extremely important. And we've got a, um, a, a whole set of, um, of service-oriented, uh, a whole team of service-oriented distribution partners that are well-versed in, in how you can um, validate what your data is, translate your data so that it can be used, um, and, uh, and apply this technology in a way that is uh, is compatible with um, with your data and how you work in the field. So uh, the consistent use of datums and coordinate systems is a is a is a huge important is of huge importance with uh, with augmented reality. The final uh, just with a couple of wrap up wrap up slides here, and then I'll start diving into some of the questions that have come through here. But uh, again, just kind of the system system overview and workflow. We're 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 focused now on authoring. Um, on authoring data in the ESRI environment. So 
you can take the data from Esri, bring it right into Connect Maps through Trimble positions or a direct import, and then apply um, visualization rules and 3D models created or edited in SketchUp uh, and visualize those through uh, Trimble Site Vision by way of Trimble Connect. Um, and that's really the uh, that's really the, uh, uh, the 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 basic workflow, the basic overarching workflow of of Trimble positions, or um, I'm sorry, of uh, Trimble Site Vision. So again, again, why augmented reality? Uh, I mean, I, I hope the, the the visualization of of um, of just some of the screenshots of uh, of Trimble Site Vision give you an idea of just how powerful and intuitive uh, augmented reality allows data to be. Um, that uh, whether it, whether it's about visualizing what's buried or hidden, uh, or finding challenges in your in a project um, based on um, safety or um, or obstructions, um, is is a very powerful tool. Um, and the overall goal is is to just achieve a greater level of understanding of the spatial data in that real world context. So augmented reality is is a uh, is a is a is a great tool for uh, for all of these things. And now I know a lot of us are looking at this and saying, well, there's no way my data works uh, works for augmented reality yet, or uh, there's only small parts of my data set um, that uh, that would work for this. And that's fine. That's uh, that's kind of where we're all at. And what I'd encourage you to do is is Join us next week at the uh, the Esri User Conference. It's a virtual conference. It's free to everybody. If you're not a, if you're not uh, up to um, uh, up on that information now, but you can join Trimble uh, at that Esri User virtually. Join Trimble at that Esri User Conference and and pick the brains of uh, of the experts on the on the panel over the course of those three days uh, to uh, to understand just how Trimble can um, can augment your uh, your workflow so that the data that you're putting into your GIS is capable of of the augmented reality experience uh, and the the next generation of tools that will be available uh, through uh, through high accuracy GIS. So all you've got to do is um, is pick up your phone, uh, put on turn on the camera. You don't even have to take a picture. Just hover it over that uh, that 2D barcode. And if you'd like, you can you can contact us now and um, and we'll reach out to you and and uh, in the hopes of uh, setting up a uh, some time with us uh, over the course of those three days uh, at the Ezra User Conference. And if not, you can certainly do that at the time of the conference as well. So uh, we look forward to to, uh, to joining you there uh, if you're able. And uh, further, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about Site Vision specifically, you can go to sitevision.trimble.com or scan that QR code and, um, and, uh, and learn some more uh, about uh, Trimble Site Vision that way. So uh, I'm going to kind of look over now and see if I can't answer some of the questions. And if you've got more questions, go ahead and uh, drop them into the uh, into the chat box here. <clears throat> 